Hi there, this is Janet Roper, your host for the True Kinship with Animals podcast. And I believe from the depth of my soul that we all do better when all creatures do better. Let me introduce myself. I am an animist, an intuitive practitioner and mentor, as well as a non-traditional animal communicator. I am cheerfully owned and managed by One Cat Raven, a multitude of angel animals, and several houseplants. For 20 plus years, I have successfully been facilitating clear conversations and relationships between animals and people so that your relationship is deepened, moving beyond ownership to true kinship. If you're so inclined or curious to see how my work resonates with you, check out my website at JanetRoper.com and you will find me on Twitter and Instagram at Janet Roper. True kinship is not often talked about when we are talking about our relationships with our animal kin. So I would like to share with you today my thoughts about true kinship with animals, and I would like to do it through my animistic perspective. But first, I want to start with a couple of definitions. So let's start with true kinship. What is true kinship? True kinship is a move away from the idea of ownership of and power over animals. It is not a destination. It's a daily practice. It's not binary. It's not either or. It's a place to strive towards in our relationship with animals. In true kinship, you come from a place that when you know better, you do better. And then the second that I would like to define for you is animism. Animism is an awareness of what is beyond yourself. The belief that everything has a soul is connected and because of that connection, it is possible to be in true kinship with each other. So those are my working definitions of true kinship and animism. While we've come a long way in our relationship with animals, I think y'all will admit and agree with me that we still have a long way to go until we reach true kinship. A conventional way of relating with animals in the everyday, you know, I'm just talking umbrella terms here. A conventional way of relating with animals comes from a place of power over, which may include using aversive tools. I'd like to share a story with you. It's one of my own stories um, from my first dog, Squirt. And um, I didn't grow up with, with animals. And so I didn't have my first animal family until I was over 40. So we're going to call that I was 40-ish when I got my first dog, Squirty, and she was just the best dog on the face of the earth. I used to call her my earth angel dog. She was so sweet, so sincere. She listened so well. But when I first got her, and her being my first dog, I wanted to work with a trainer who could show me how to relate with her in a way that I that she could understand and a way that would build my confidence in being around her. So I did my research and I found one of the top rated um, trainers in the area. I was in the Minneapolis area at that time and went in, watched a class, talked to the trainer, had lots of um, recommendations, personal recommendations from folks I knew. So I thought, okay, we're gonna work with this trainer. So after our first session, I followed the trainer's advice of using a choke collar. And I have to tell you folks, it broke my heart to put that choke collar on Squirty. But I thought at the time that I was doing what was best for her. 
After all, I was listening to the professional, right? Have you been in that position where your heart is breaking and you know this just isn't quite the right thing to do, but you're listening to the professional and they know what's best for you, right? That's a hard place to be in. And I will admit that when we act out of that conventional view, it can make us believe that we have failed in building relationship with the animal, okay? But what I want you to remember is that you haven't failed in building that relationship. In reality, it's the conventional view of, of relationship with animals that has failed us. And I know that it can be hard to break away from convention, from what we've always known and from what we've always done, from what we've always witnessed our family and our friends and our neighbors doing, and it seems to work for them. Okay, but the truth of the matter is what works for one person does not necessarily work for the next person. So I want to share with you five steps to help you right now um, start moving towards true kinship with animals. They're easy, they're simple, and um, yeah, I think, I think you will enjoy this. So the first step is to adapt a holistic approach. When you think about it, relationships are complex and they aren't limited to a method. As complex as they are, they tend to flourish when each one is uniquely understood. Think of that, understanding each relationship and that it is unique. Adapting a holistic approach allows for continuous awareness, insight, and compassion. Step number two is be present. So often we humans think that we have to be active, we have to do something, we have to take charge, we have to be in control, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, or it's going to be a failure. Okay, that's the antithesis of true kinship. Once you do think back, if you um, are willing to do this, and to remember a time when you were with an animal and you were simply with them. There was no doing anything. You were kind of spaced out. You were both relaxing. Um, maybe you were daydreaming. What happened when you were in that relaxed state with the animal? When you were simply being present without your mind going a million miles an hour, did you notice anything happening that might have been different if your mind had been going a thousand miles an hour. The third step is to recognize agency. When I speak of agency, I'm referring to the authority each animal has. It's based on colonization and settler thought. We humans have been indoctrinated to believe that we have dominion over the animals. But you know what? That's just colonization and settler thought. Okay, that's not the reality of it. Um, animals own their own experiences. They have their own experiences and they own them. And those experiences do not need to be validated through a human lens. When you recognize each animal's agency, their autonomy, it lowers the risk of anthropomorphism so that you don't see animals as an extension of, of yourself, okay? Step number four is practice animism. It's not a one and done thing. Animism is a way of life which includes daily practice. It sometimes includes five steps forward. It sometimes includes 12 steps backwards. 
But you know what? That's the way life is. And when we accept that, when we are in that relaxed animistic state, it becomes easier to just be aware of what's going on. The fifth step and the final step is to recognize that you have a shared reality with animals. And I think that is just the, the greatest thought since, I don't know, chocolate or something. I just love that thought that have a shared reality with animals. Acknowledging that helps you be aware of and witness their agency. Keeping in mind that we are all sentient beings, and we are, we are all sentient beings, we all have souls, that helps you to create, nurture, and tend relationships with animals that blossom from connection with instead of power over. So those are the five steps that you can take in building true kinship with animals. Now, the great thing about those five steps, if you don't have to do them all day, every day, you can pick one, you know, next day, maybe you want to do a different one. Or maybe later that afternoon, you want to try two or three of them. The thing is, is that it's a flow. It's not dogma. So whichever step feels like it's calling to you, or you feel that you are resonating with that step in that moment in time, that's the one to look at. So let's review those five steps. Number one is to adapt a holistic approach. And remember that relationships are complex and that they do better whenever they are each individually tended and nurtured. Step number two is be present and to get out of your monkey mind. And to just be with the animal. You're not doing anything. You are simply being. Step number three is to recognize the animal's agency, meaning that their life experience is their own and their experience does not need to be validated through human lens to be a true life experience. Step number four is practice animism. And to remember, it can be, you know, five steps forward, three steps back. And step number five is recognize that you have a shared reality with animals. I'd really like to hear from you and how these steps work for you. You can leave a comment here or you can go to my website, JanetRoper.com, and you can um, contact me through that. So that about wraps it up for today, folks. Um, Many thanks for joining me. If you liked what you heard, um, I'd really appreciate it if you'd give the show a like and a follow and tell your family and your friends and your dentist and your teacher and your neighbors, tell everybody, invite them to come join and listen to um, this podcast. If you'd like to discover more about True Kinship with Animals, visit my website at JanetRoper.com and you will find me on Twitter and Instagram at Janet Roper. Just for today, What I'd like you to remember is that we all do better when all creatures do better. Thank you, folks, and see you next week.